Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor, and I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about three simple ways to be positive on purpose in midlife. Great topic, right? I know you're going to love it, and it will give you something to think about, and also it'll give you some concrete ways to be more positive. But before we dive in, this episode is proudly sponsored by something new and exciting. It's called the Women in the Middle Academy. So ask yourself this. Do you want to get unstuck and clear and, you know, finally feel free? (laughs) Listen up, because this new six-month coaching program just may have your name all over it, especially if you're tired of settling for a life these days where you always feel like something is missing. Is this you? It was me. It really was. Do you feel unclear, unsatisfied, and like the end of your life is creeping up on you? Like, I know that sounds heavy, but, you know, that's what so many of us in midlife feel. You're not alone. Your next chapter doesn't have to be that way. You can build a life that gets you excited to get out of bed every day, one where you're clear, feel passionate about what you're doing, and you're having fun. When you join the Women in the Middle Academy, you'll gain insight and you'll know what you want so that you can be free to be you at last. All right. Now, I want to introduce you to another new thing before we dive into the topic today about positivity. It's something new in the podcast, a fun little segment about fun. As you know, I feel really strongly about introducing more fun, more joy, and more pleasure into the midlife experience, and this is one teeny little way to do it. I'm calling it Susie's Fun Find, and I'll be sharing something that I'm having fun with these days, and I'm hoping that you'll find it inspirational for more ways for you to have fun too, in one way or another. So you can check it out yourself, and I'll add more information about it in the show notes. And I can't wait to hear about fun ideas of your own that are inspired from this idea. So today's fun find is the Let's Talk to Lucy show on Sirius XM Radio, and it's streamed on all the podcast apps. Do you love Lucy? People like to call Lucille Ball one of America's first podcasters. In 1964, which was about seven years after the end of the I Love Lucy TV show, she launched her CBS radio show where she interviewed celebrities and stars for short little segments. After that initial airing way back when, about the time that we were born, (laughs) they were never heard again until now. And boy, are they entertaining. They've kind of been tucked away like a time capsule. My routine now is to listen when I'm getting ready in the bathroom in the morning once a week. Absolutely delightful. The Barbara Streisand interview knocked my socks off. So when this interview took place, Barbara was only 22 years old. And Lucy called her, and I quote, the unbelievable new star of Funny Girl and this generation's shining light. 
It was just so fascinating and fun to listen to. So that is my fun find. What about yours? Could you have some fun looking up something of interest to you from the past? YouTube has never made it easier or more fun. So enjoy this or anything else. All right, now the main topic for today is three simple ways to be positive on purpose in midlife. I have to say, I would pay money to see the look on your face right now. (laughs) Are you curious and leaning in? Wondering what the heck I'm going to say? Or are your eyeballs rolling right to the back of your head thinking, oi, it's rainbows and daisies time? (laughs) Well, there's lots of good reasons to work on embracing more positivity in your life. And the good news is that you really can work on it. You can become a more positive person. So let's start with the familiar expression, glass half full, glass half empty. Wikipedia defines it like this, an expression that's used to indicate that a particular situation could be a cause for pessimism, which would be half empty, or optimism, which would be half full. It's based on the idea that a positive person will view a glass that is 50% full as half full, but a pessimistic person will view the same amount of beverage in the same glass as half empty. So how do you consider yourself? I've always considered myself a glasses half full kind of gal, personally anyway, even when life is harder than normal. I'm still able to, I don't know, just look at life that way. That doesn't mean that I'm always positive, that it's not true at all. (laughs) But generally speaking, I have an easy time finding positives in life. And like I said, this is something that you can get better at. Now, why might you want to do this? You might be wondering, and that is a great question. I don't think you'll be surprised to find out that there's a a fair bit of research evidence to support why this is a good idea. There was a relatively new study conducted by one poll on behalf of Borden Dairy, (laughs) and they were looking at glasses of milk being half full, half empty. They talked to 2,000 Americans and found that people who view a glass as half full not only think more optimistically, but they found something else too that that kind of point of view may line up with even more personality traits, including decisiveness, playfulness, and creativity. Those who are more optimistic allow more time for fun. Respondents who think more positively reported having two more better-than-average days a month than those who see things as being half-empty. So it was 11 days versus 9 days. Glass half-full thinkers also report spending approximately seven more hours a week on their hobbies than glass half-empty respondents. So when you think about that, it, it makes sense. There have been other really large studies, too, that found compelling results, including those with the highest levels of optimism actually living longer. So I don't like to focus on tons of research in this podcast, but If you're interested, there's plenty out there, so you can look it up. But let's just say that there's a good deal of research evidence to support that positivity is related to health and longevity. So what can you do to become more positive on purpose? Well, it turns out that you can definitely own this process for yourself. So here are three solid tips to get you going in that direction. The first thing is to understand your negative self-talk. Now, it's important to hear what you're thinking. And I have here in quotes in in my mind, I'm making the little, you know, the little quotes in the air as I said that. (laughs) You need to see it, watch it and catch it so you can understand 
that you're even thinking this way. Your awareness must be raised. I'm sure you don't see half of what's going on in your brain, probably more. Decide if you want to think this way automatically. It's probably been your go-to in an unsupervised way. It's just really automatic. Now, this is the first step. You got to catch yourself in the action of thinking negatively about yourself, about others, about situations, all of it. And you'll find all kinds of stinky thoughts creeping in. So here are some uh, examples. I hate this weather. That guy who cut me off is such a jerk. People are idiots. It will never work. Cooking dinner is such a drag. My dog is such a mess. So you see what I mean? Nothing over the line horrible here, but this is the kind of thinking and worse, I'm sure you can think of worse, that can really bring you down instead of up. So here's number two. The next step is to change the way you're thinking and practice thinking in this new way. So this means tweaking a current thought so that it creates a more positive emotion. It could also mean deciding how you want to feel. There's not only one positive emotion after all, and you got to practice thinking something that helps you feel that way. So for example, here are some common positive emotions. Awe, inspiration, pride, amusement, hope, interest, gratitude, serenity, joy. Just some simple ones there. Now, the way you decide to think, you know what, wait, I just forgot something. If you want to see giant lists of emotion to be inspired by how many emotions there are, it's easy to just Google that and you'll see lists and lists of examples of positive and negative emotions. And sometimes when I'm thinking and I'm like, oh, it's not exactly that, that feeling. Let me see what it is, what it is. And then I will look it up on a list to really get specific on what the feeling is that I'm thinking. So if you want to get like more specific than those examples that I just threw out, it's very easy to do so. <laughs> now, the way you decide to think is going to be unique to you in the way that the thought makes you feel. So just if I think a thought and I feel one way, it doesn't mean that you're going to think that thought and feel the same way. You have to try on some of these thoughts to figure out what works for you. What thought makes you feel more positive? What thought makes you feel one of these emotions? Really think about it and you'll notice that you might be assuming that things, places, and situations, and of course other people's behaviors, make you feel positively, right? But this is different than you relying on yourself to create that emotion. So when you decide that you can create the emotion, you really believe it and you take ownership over thinking in a way that creates it for you, that's really different than relying on being on vacation to feel positive or waiting for your, your partner to suggest a, a date night to make you feel positive. You know what I mean? Or, or um, looking outside and enjoying the weather forecast <laughs> and now you're happy. You know what I mean? So you really have to own it and knowing that you can think something on purpose that can really affect your feeling state is a very good thing. So here's an example. You might have a thought about getting up when your alarm goes off at 6.30 a.m., right? Maybe you'll be thinking, ugh, I hate getting up this early. Now, that's a simple thought, but you might be thinking something automatically like this all the time. 
Notice how thinking this way actually makes you feel. And this is how you're feeling first thing in the morning. Maybe sad, disadvantaged, hard done by, grouchy, any of those things or more. So you could try to practice thinking a thought that makes you feel more positive right away. First thing in the morning, when your alarm goes off, maybe something like, ah, another day to create something good. So do you see the difference? This thought creates more hope and more interest, probably more motivation in the day. Now, it's so good to know that you can do this. And it's important to do this for the other reasons we talked about a few minutes ago. Okay, so number one is to understand your negative self-talk. And number two is to change the way you're thinking and practice thinking your new thought. Number three is laugh more and have more fun. Now we're talking, right? Think about it. Laughing is related to stress relief. Talk about positivity. It's so good. It helps you not take yourself so seriously. It makes you feel better. It creates more lightness. It can really help your mood. I have to say, I have known several people who were grieving, who've been able to offer up some humor. And I remember thinking how amazing and unexpected it was for them to own that ability. And it it made them feel better. Like I felt awkward because I I was, it was just so unexpected. This has happened to me more than once, but I could tell that it made them feel better and they were very happy to share in that way. It's the same with having a mindset that's primed for fun. It's just a way you look at the world and see opportunities is not so black and white. There's more wiggle room in there. It's being open to inviting more fun into your life, remembering to think about inviting more fun into your life. (laughs) And it really is a great skill to have. So there's a few pieces of it. You have to be open to it and you have to remember to think like that and you can practice and it'll just become easier for you. There you have it. Three simple ways to create more positivity on purpose in midlife and beyond. So number one, understand your negative self-talk. Number two, change the way you're thinking and practice thinking your new thought. And number three, laugh more and have more fun. With practice, these three simple strategies can really make a positive change in your mood and your life. And you'll have a ton of fun with it too. Okay, as you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck. This is what regret-proofing your life is all about. Remember, being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be, and I'm here to help. Want to get unstuck and more clear about your next chapter than ever before? (laughs) Check out the Women in the Middle Academy, my new six-month coaching program that'll help you love your life again after 50. Don't waste another second and book your good fit call and we'll take it from there. Head over to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. For show notes and links, head over to www.coachwithsusie.com and click on the podcast tab for the notes to this episode. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. 